their fleeces are clogged with the driving snow, they become heavy and are easily toppled by the wind. We could see heads and, in some cases, legs sticking out from the ridge of snow. They were all alive and well, but there was no gratitude, and we puffed and blowed, sweating under our layers of clothing, as we dragged them by the horns one by one to the gate. At least they have handles, I said to Clive. Every day at Ravenseat starts at 6am, all year round. Clive pulls on his waterproof leggings and wellies and goes outside to start foddering the animals that are in the buildings in the farmyard. In the winter, when it is still dark at that time, it makes sense to feed and bed up around the yard before daylight, only setting off to check on the sheep when there is enough light to negotiate the precarious routes to the outlying flocks. The cows, calves and horses are all safely stabled inside over winter, but the sheep stay out, with the exception of a few old or ailing yows. Somehow, every bit of space in the buildings is filled. We wince when visitors occasionally peer over a stable door or into a barn bottom, only to see the very worst of our animals being nursed back to health. It gives a skewed impression our strongest, best sheep are grazing contentedly out on the hills. The ones inside are the ones who are not thriving. I get the children out of bed, and breakfast is on the go. Everyone eats when they have time. It's not a formal sit-down meal. Porridge, cereal, eggs and toast are laid on. They help themselves. The older children take care of themselves, but I help the younger ones get suited and booted for the day ahead. Raven, who is now fourteen, pulls on her wellies and waterproof leggings over her school uniform and makes a start on cleaning out and feeding the seven horses. All our children are trained from an early age that waterproof leggings go over wellies. You can always recognise a townie with their waterproofs tucked inside. Hay seeds, sheep cake, rainwater and all sorts of detritus drop into wellies if they are on the inside. Plus... You can leave the wellies inside the trousers and pull them on easily the next day. Even little Violet at five does it automatically. Reuben, who is eleven, is in the farmyard from the crack of dawn feeding calves and helping Raven clean out the horses. Miles, who is nine, feeds the chickens. He also lights the fire in the black range most mornings. Seven-year-old Edith will, along with Violet, bring logs and sticks from the woodshed. The children soon learn to keep the home fires burning as the black range heats the water for baths and showers. No fire, cold bath, I say, if there are any complaints. At the same time, I'm filling their lunch boxes. Being part of a big family means none of my children are keisty, picky, eaters. That's not to say they don't have things they prefer, but with so many people round the table there's always a certain amount of bartering going on. Anyone want me mushrooms? Miles says, pushing them to the edge of his plate. I'll have them, says Reuben, but you'll have to tap me to martyrs. The result of all the trading is that occasionally someone ends up with a plate full of one food. Edith loves carrots and can eat any amount at one sitting. Well, she'll always be able to see in dark, says Clive. Nothing goes to waste. The terriers are on patrol beneath the table, but very little goes their way.
their best chance is to sit under the high chair, and for a time I was convinced that two-year-old Annas was passing all her food to Chalky, who loitered with intent near her place. One morning, I watched. I gave her some buttered toast, which she clutched in her pudgy little fingers before dangling it over the side of the chair, where Chalky was poised. The little dog cocked her head, briefly glanced at Annas, then licked the toast. Annas seemed happy with the verdict that the toast was tasty, and reclaimed it for herself. At the same time as sorting out the lunchboxes, I'm running through the checklist of who's doing what at school that day. Do they need their swimming things? Do they need to take their instruments for music lessons? Which of them needs PE kit today? I check they've put matching socks on. In a perfect world, all socks would be black and we'd never have a problem. The flake.